Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello, and welcome to Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along if it's your first time. A real, real warm welcome. If you're one of our regular listeners, then um, as always, a real warm welcome. Well, today I'm really chuffed. I've got somebody that I'm really excited to share with you, somebody that fits almost perfectly with what we're about on Leader Manager Coach, which is educating and um, offering you resources to help you on your career. And the gentleman I've got on the uh, other end of the line is a, a guy called Rob Blackburn. Now, um, for any of you who don't know Rob, um, who's interested in football, success, getting on in life, and becoming the best you can be, then um, especially if you're into the beautiful game, then um, I can only recommend that you check out Rob's work. Um, he's, uh, he's got a podcast. He's got some amazing guests on there and probably enough information that would last you more than one lifetime. Um, he's got a story that I want to get into, I hope, because I've seen little bits about it and I'm really interested in it and I know you will be too. But I'd like Rob to share a little bit more. So I'm going to introduce him. So hi, Rob. Hi, mate. How you doing? Thanks for the intro. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, absolutely, mate. No, I, I've, um, I've heard a little bit about you and um, it's great to have you on. So welcome on. Um, just, just so everybody knows who you are, Rob, um, just to introduce yourself and, and, and kind of let us know what it is you, you, you're doing at the minute to start with. So yeah, my name's Rob Blackburn and I help footballers be better off the pitch to help them on the pitch. I help them with their mental health. I help them with life I help them with football and kind of from the years that I've been coaching I've been coaching for so many years I've been a coach since I was 20 years old I'm now 38 I like always it was my birthday last week I keep on forgetting how old I am I always like to say 25 I'm 25 no I'm not (laughs) I wish I was so yeah so from a young age I've been coaching and I've always been interested in mindset so my journey's taken me from starting off as a personal trainer at like 20 to 21 years old to being a nutritionist, to doing functional medicine, to doing NLP, master's NLPs, cognitive behavioral therapy. As I've worked through the stages and you realize that why aren't people getting, res- I started off as a trainer. I was like, why aren't people getting results? Like, I'm telling they're training so hard. Why don't they get, oh, it must be new nutrition. Go away and learn nutrition. Like, why aren't people getting results? oh it must be like it can't just be nutrition it's got to go deeper than that it's got to be like their gut function all that stuff and then you give them nutrition you give them training you're like why aren't people getting results <laughs> i've given them everything it's their heads it must be their heads it's something to do in internal it's their belief system and stuff so uh, i played football for chelsea i was released at like 17 years old played in semi-pro then i worked for football clubs started connecting with loads of footballers I had friends that were footballers, etc. And then as you're in football, people just start connecting to you and you connect to people. You start helping one player. They, they tell their, their friend. You start helping another player. They tell their friend. And before you know it, I've kind of, it wasn't a plan. <laughs> it wasn't a plan to get into, like obviously I love football. I love the football side. It wasn't a plan to get into football. It just kind of fell in like the jigsaw kind of fell into place yeah. through my journey. So I had the, as I've gone through the journey and a little bit of a, a meltdown, it's kind of all, all fit into place. So it's, it's been a good journey. So like a lot of people who are into the game, you, you started off and you, you were there at, um, at Chelsea. I believe you were a goalie, Rob, is that right? Yep. Short goalie. Yeah. 
Yeah, so just just on that, because I always touch on that for anybody who has played the game and maybe has got released because it's something that that's you know just you know briefly if, if, or, or as much as you like. Really, was that a difficult time for you when when you dream or, or of not being a pro didn't manifest, or or were you in a different space really? Honestly, I was absolutely fine. It was really wow. weird. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird. So they pulled me into a room. They said, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna release you." So I was there for oh god, about five years. Seriously, maybe. Yeah. yeah, like six years, maybe even maybe even longer than that. Travelling. So I started off training at Bournemouth, then we went to Battersea, then it went to like by Heathrow, and they told me, and I was. Yeah, I was all right about it. It was really weird. I wasn't like, do you know, like you hear a lot of kids are like this. Yeah, they're yeah. devastated. Yeah, it changes lives, mate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know why I was so, um, so okay with it. And I even rang my friends afterwards. It's just been released. I was like, do you know what? I don't know. Maybe okay. at the time I'm like, yeah, like okay, well, it is. I can't affect it. Same as now. Like, kind of, I can't, I can't change it. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm not gonna cry and soul. And then straight from there, I went to, so I was playing men's football for years. I went straight to Bournemouth Football Club. So I went from Chelsea to Bournemouth Football Club, men's football. Then they sent me straight out on loan to get, um, to get games. I just wanted to play games. Yeah. I suppose I was like, oh, I'm playing, I'm playing big games. I'm playing men's football. So I was like straight into men's football at 16, 17. And I was playing. So I was kind of happy with that. But I wasn't. To be honest, really I, really, I know it's weird and I'm not saying it to, like, I'll be, you'll probably realize I will be brutally honest through this podcast, right? I was absolutely fine with it. It didn't affect me at all in a weird way. It, and it is weird. Maybe, I, I always question myself, maybe I didn't want it enough. Maybe yeah, I didn't want it enough. Maybe, that, that's maybe, a very, very interesting point and, and perhaps you'll never know or may, maybe you will at some point when, if you, you in a reflection, I don't know, but it's a very interesting point because you are in the minority, Robert, people I speak to. Um, and obviously, as a coach myself, I've, I've had to release players and it's horrible. It's probably mm. the worst part of your job, telling a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid that this club doesn't think you're going to make it. And actually, we don't mm. want you anymore. We can't afford you. you know. We, and blimey, you know, it's emotional. There's tears, the parents. The, and sometimes, you know, it, it's not a play. It's not a... It's not a seamless process because people get extremely upset about it. But um, it's it's great to hear, and um, you know, it's testament to, to yourself really uh, that you know you're able to move on. Um, so, just you've already mentioned that that you know you had a little bit of a meltdown or, or whatever you want to call it, and and, I, and I've done a you know a little bit of kind of reading around that I do, and a couple of stories I've seen. On, I think it was Sky Sports that you know one of the things that you know your mum was ill at one point, and, and your friend was ill, and, and I believe, if I'm right, I'm sure you can you can fill us in. That was kind of a, a bit of a turning point for you. Is that is that right? Is oh, that yeah, a, massive events for you. So at the time, you know, as we're young, as we're younger, so you find as you get older, you, as you get younger, you have got a massive ego, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got a massive ego, and you're like, well, you don't want to be perceived as weak. You don't want to be seen as weak. You're like, don't want to tell anyone. So at the time, I was playing football. I was playing semi-pro football, and my um, my manager at yeah. the time, I was a trainer. And nutritionist, so he said, "I'm doing. Um, I need to lose f four and a half stone in four months for charity. Can you help me?" So I was like, "Yeah, of course I can. I can help you do that. No worries. Like for charity, I yeah, of course I will. I'd give do as much as I can. I just love help because I just love helping people." So 
he lost four and a half stone in four months. We become really close. We end up becoming best mates. That was at Ed, uh, playing for Edgware Town. Like we won every, we literally won everything. And we went through the leagues and stuff. So we had like a great time. Um, ended up, we done the marathon together. We used to go on holidays together. So he'd become one of my best mates. And then um, he started deteriorating. So he built up a bit of muscle at the time. And he was, we was playing tennis and he went, oh, my shoulder's like a bit, a bit funny. Like, it feels weird. Like, can you check it out? So I was like, oh, I think it's just a muscular problem. He'd be fine. And then we was in a pub and he went to pick up his pint. And he was like, struggling to pick up my pint. Does my arm look a bit smaller to you? And I was like, listen, you're being a bit of a hypochondriac. You'll be fine. Stop, stop worrying. And he went, no, I'm going for tests. I've got, a, I've got a brain tumor. I was like, no, you haven't. He's like, no, I've definitely got a brain tumor. And it was, unfortunately, he went for tests and it was worse. He had motor neurone disease. So he got diagnosed with motor neurone disease. Um, he said, Rob, can you still take me to the gym? I was like, of course I'll take you to the gym. No worries, mate. So I had to drive. At the time, I was running my own business. Drove to his house, took him to the gym, took him home. And he was like, Rob, can you take me to the gym? Like, I'm struggling a little bit now. It's getting, getting a bit worse. Can you take me to the gym? And then shower me afterwards, like, because I can't use my hands properly. I was like, yeah, no, no worries. Of course I could do that. He's like, Rob, can you, he, he could talk me into anything, by the way. <laughs> he was like, Rob, can you take me to the gym, shower me, come home, cook for me, and then feed me? I was like, yeah, no worries, mate. I can do that. And as it went through the stages, he, he convinced me to do more and more. He was like, Rob, you're basically in my care now anyway. So you might as well get paid for it. So um, what we do is I'll pay you. You could be my carer. So I was like, well, I can't say no to your best mate, can you? Like, I asked you to be his carer. So there I was running my own business, caring for him, coming home, doing my own business, going to his again at night, putting him into bed, helping him get into bed because he couldn't get into bed. And he was only 34 years old How at the time. How long ago was this, Rob? So this is about, this is ten, over 10 years, well, 10 years ago. Probably about 10, yeah, probably, yeah, it must be about 10 years ago, yeah. thinking anniversary of when he died. Um, so I was doing that, and obviously it was tough, but everyone would be like, you're okay, Rob? And I'd be like, of course, like, I'm Rob Blackburn, I'm a warrior. Like, nothing can yeah. defeat me, I'm fine. Then my mum got diagnosed with breast cancer, like, so she had to have mastectomy, chemotherapy, radio. Uh, radiotherapy so I was then looking after her so I was looking after my clients <laughs> going to my mates looking after my mum going back to my mates and everyone was like same thing Rob you must be struggling like, I don't know how you do it I'm like it's easy <laughs> there you go there you go you see like, I can handle it don't worry about me because you're you're like in your head you're like how can I say I'm struggling if I'm watching my best mate deteriorate who's terminally ill and I've got my mum who's scared she's gonna die yeah. How can I say that I'm I'm not right? Like that was that was going through my head, and it just kept compounding. So I was literally running all over the place. I had people like telling me about their problems. I was taking on everyone's problems, looking after my mate, looking after my mum. And then I was like, right, this is getting hard now. So I was like, right, I need to go away, going for a weekend away. So I said to my girlfriend at the time, right, I'm booking the trip. To, I got Man United tickets at the time. Man United supporter, going to Man United, booked tickets to go to the game. Got tickets to go to game. On the way back, we go to Orton Towers. I just need to have fun. And she was like, why would I want to go to Man United? I hate football. Why would I go to Orton Towers? It's for kids. I don't want to go. So she, she basically reluctantly went with me. On a Friday, it was a Friday afternoon that we went. And if anyone's been up north on a Friday, so I'm in Liverpool at the moment, right? You are, st- you, you ain't, you're seven hours eight hours right if you leave after 12 o'clock in the afternoon you gotta go early yeah. otherwise you are in 
you're, you're in big trouble. So literally stuck in traffic. She didn't talk to me the whole way. And my head is like, it's ticking over. And I, I'm, my, I'm focused on the road and my head is literally spinning. So I got to this hotel room and it, you know, the, the elastic band, right? So it gets to a point, right? It's been pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled for about a year. And then she said something and the elastic band went, and that was it. <laughs> Literally cried my eyes out in the hotel room floor four hours. She was like, do I need to call an ambulance? <laughs> like, like I'm, you're scaring me now. And I'd literally gone. It was like hyperventilating. I was literally, yeah, yeah, I was literally gone. So it was, as I said, I say in my presentations, my biggest breakdown was my biggest breakthrough. Yeah. So, like the, yeah. the emotion come out, the emotions either stored or released. Yeah. Like it got, it got released in that point. Obviously it made me feel better. And I was like, right, I need to stop this bullshit. This bullshit. I'm allowed to swear. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, the, the, I was full of rubbish. I'm full of crap. This, this needs to stop. This needs to stop right now. I need to figure out like how this thing, this thing up here, the brain, how it works because I, like the thing that I think's right isn't. So that's when my journey, my journey started. Unfortunately now, uh, even now, so that was, yeah, 10, it was 10 years ago. So my mum had cancer 10 years ago. She's now, she's now got, she's now terminally, it's come back. So she's got secondary cancer. It spread to her bones, spread to her lungs, spread to her abdomen, spread all over the place. So now from 10 years on, it's come back and she's, she's quite bad. Right. But like now I can express that it is rubbish. <laughs> like it's very hard beforehand. I wouldn't have been able to say that. I've been like, no, it's fine. I can that's, deal with it. That's if I didn't, if I didn't do have that meltdown, if I didn't do all the training that I've done now to get where I am, I'd be really struggling. So, so after that point, Rob, was that when you started to focus on your NLP and, and understanding how the brain works and how, and, and how, how that drives you and, um, different, you know, I can relate to what you're saying because I trained as a, as a chartered physiotherapist. That's what I did when I, I realized I wasn't going to be good enough to play football, you know, mm -hmm. and, I spent all my life treating the physicality of people, but underneath it all, after a few years, I think I've got a very kindred uh, uh, thing uh, experience with you because you've got all these people that you're treating as a physiotherapist uh, and I was coaching at the same time, but people weren't getting, weren't really getting better as I thought they would. And mm. I, 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 I was, I think that now I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a non-registered psychologist because yeah. it's all about what's up here as much as it's what about what's going on in the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's all to do with the way you think and the way you perceive situations. And as I've like helped so many footballers over the year, you realize like, for example, a footballer's confidence goes down, right. Or they're having a bad time. They're not in form. Their skill set hasn't changed. They've still got the same skill set. It's their mindset that's changed. It's their beliefs that have changed. It's their confidence that's changed. So, so just get, going back to, to kind of give it, give the structure and take us forward to where we are. So there you are and you, you've come to this point. How did you get from there to, to kind of, you know, where you are now on, on that journey? How, how did it go from there in terms of, you know, you going along the journey from, from that point so when I did the, when I started off as like a trainer and nutrition I was always I wasn't reading training books I was never reading nutrition books even though I should be 
I was like, I was reading them, even though I was qualified. I was like, it's a bit boring. <laughs> I was always reading mindset books. Yeah. But I was like, I knew it, but I didn't because I wasn't applying it. I was reading it, but I wasn't applying it. You saw that right? from me, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So you're like, well, I'm telling all these people and the saying is the advice you give is the advice you need to take. All right? I wasn't taking my own advice. So after, after that happened, I was like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn why, why did I have this meltdown? Why did, why did things get on top of me so bad? Like, why, how, did I, how did I become, like, in my mind, how, did I, how was I so weak? <laughs> like, I wasn't. Yeah. Right, but that was the question I was asking. I was like, why, well, how did that, how did that go wrong? So then it started off with, right, I'm going to, I'm going to read some more. I'm going to get more resources and then I'm going to help more people, right. In the same position as me who were f- full of ego, putting up brick walls, wearing masks, <laughs> not willing to be vulnerable. And then I was like, right, I'm going to do right, one of my, my friends who is a psychologist we had a podcast together. So we had a podcast together called Six Chips and Rock and Rolls. So it was sex was relationships. Yeah. Chips was health and, and rock and roll was like business lifestyle. So he was like, right, we're going to go on. You're going to, I'm going to teach you all this stuff. So I'm going to, you're going to come on one of my programs. So then I started off and like, I loved it from that. I was, I was just like, um, I, I just could eat as much information as I possibly can. So I just took in information, but what you learn, like even though it's the information that you take in and you learn a lot, I find that you learn more just by speaking to people and helping people. Okay. So it was like helping as many people as I can. So when I got in, the, as the journey went, like footballers would, like, as I started working for football clubs, like I don't know if you've heard, like Scott Shearer would call me up. Yeah. He was a goalkeeper, alpha male. Com- I've been there, right? Complete alpha male. And he's like, if you saw him in a dressing room, you'd be like that is six foot three Scottish, right? Like massive man mountain, yeah, man mountain. And you're like, the geezer's got no problems at all. He is like, yeah, bring me up, Rob. I'm depressed, I'm struggling. Can you help me? I'm like, yeah, of course, I can, of course, I can. And that it kind of, I'm talking to players, and as I'm being like telling my story and becoming more vulnerable and dropping the walls, they're like. In football, obviously, no one says anything. They're like, wow, that's me. That's me. <laughs> so then people will start coming to me. And as you help one person, like I, I would then help Scott. And then Scott would then... Tell somebody else. Tell someone else. And like, obviously, Matt Bloomfield is one of my really good mates now. I've been helping him for 10 years. I'd help Matt. And I've been, I mentored Matt for 10 years. And he's now my podcast co-host. Yeah. So I'd be helping them. And then as you help them, they refer you. Then they refer you. I was like, right, I'm, I'm getting all these footballers come to me, like asking for help. I, I need to help them on a, a bigger scale, but it's, everything's being kept in the background. No one's talking about it. It was before the mental health stuff kind of yeah. went big. Yeah. It, was, it was very, if I say anything, I'm, I'm weak. So then I was like, right, I'm going to help footballers. I put out an application form. I was like, to the boys I'm helping, could you spread this app, put this application form out and I'm going to help footballers and then I'm going to see if I can help them out. And then it kind of spread from there. So it was like learning, applying, but mostly I think most of my, what I've learned is through helping people and realizing patterns of behavior. And I could, like, 
people go, oh, you can tell what's wrong within 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, but I've been a coach since I was 20 years old. So I'm now 38, I'm 18 years. I've talked to thousands of people. I've done, if you, like you got the 10,000 hour rule to become an expert. I've done, if you add it up, I've done 16 to 17,000 hours of one-on-one coaching, <laughs> right? I've done, that's not including group coaching. That's not including taking webinars. That's not, and then you talk to people and you realize, because I've done it for so long, you go, I know what your problem is. Within 10 minutes, <laughs> it's really weird. Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport and life. Leader Manager Coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. You know, I, I, I can relate to that very, very much. Mm. Um, For experience. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's not something you can buy. There isn't a shortcut to it because it is that, um, you know, you go and see a 50-year-old um, brain surgeon in it for a consultancy, um, and they'll tell you, like you say, within five minutes what, what's, what's going on. They've got, they've got a gut feeling, and they might do a scan to confirm the findings, but, and it's because they've got a, a memory bank of, of, of 35 years of, of doing mm. stuff, Rob, you know, and... In, you, then you might have a 23-year-old apprentice uh, brain surgeon. Um, you might have the same amount of knowledge in terms of textbooks, but he hasn't got the 20 to 30 yeah. years experience. So I think I completely agree, and there isn't shortcuts. And I think that's one of the things that aspiring professionals, people think, oh, I've got to get there as quick as I can. And, and you know, yes, there are hacks. Yes, there are the things you can do. Yes, there are good habits, but... You know, the journey is a journey, isn't it? And um, mm. you, can't, you can't shortcut that. Um, so, so uh, fantastic. Um, so, what, just as regards the footballer's mindset, um, mm-hmm. is that something that became formulated uh, at a certain point when you realise, wow, there's, there's, a, there's an awful lot of need for this? Is that, is that something that became more kind of a... a, a had an, it as an entity on its own at some point. Yeah. So as players started helping me, I was like, I, I was doing it on a one-to-one basis. I was like, right, how can I, one, how can I help more people? And I'm always, like, I was helping on one-on-one, but my belief is like, you can help people more in groups. Yeah. Because you have a support system. Right. You're more accountable. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you've got, you can gamify things. You can make it, especially in footballers, you can make it competitive. Yeah. So you keep people. Yeah. So I was like, right, how can I create a system and a structure? So I, I created like two, so I've got two courses. So I started creating two courses. One was called Mindset Reset, which is a month's course. So you strip everything back and then build yourself back up. And then another one's called The Elite in a Game, which is 12 weeks and it's focused on human behavior. Right. And as you go through that, you have access to professional footballers, the players that I've helped. And yeah, basically that come around through, again, it wasn't, it wasn't meant, I wouldn't go, this is what I wanted to do. It kind of, as you said there, like as you go through, you're kind of learning and things evolve. And sometimes you can plan, but sometimes you just got to go, you've got the journey. The journey is going to, whatever's going to happen, you can't predict it like you can't predict coronavirus like what you said there about like learning as you go through like my breakdown 
it wasn't a breakdown at all. It was a breakthrough. Depends how I look at it, right? Yeah. And I've learned from that. I've learned from that and I've got better. I've got stronger and I'm still on the journey now. It's a never ending journey. I've never made it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be the complete product. I'm going to, as I get better, I'll, tomorrow I'll be better than I am today. And it's about focusing on, as you said there, like the big point is focusing on the processes and not the outcome because we all want it now. And I've had, I had a conversation with a, a woman, a female footballer this week. It's just like, started off, she's like, I've, I've trained really hard for a week and I'm not in the team. I'm like, it's a week. <laughs> it's, a, it's a week. Come back to me when it's years rather than a week. Like, okay, you've done this week. Now what? How can you improve on that? What can you do? Ask better, ask better questions rather than going away. Like, I think that's what coaching's about. Like, if anyone's listening, it's about asking world-class questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. To get the response that you want. So it's not about telling people, it's about asking questions. Ask questions. Like for example, as I said, when someone comes to me on the phone, a lot of time I know what it is. I know what their problem is. I won't tell them. I'm not gonna tell them. I'm gonna ask them the questions so they figure it out themselves. So it's more powerful. So I'm like, right, you're, I know their outcome. What's your outcome that you want? So as I'm going through, I'm thinking the questions that I need to ask. And then I'm gonna ask them what, when, how, what, when, who, how, why, them kind of questions. What do you need to do? Yeah. How does that, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Who could you get help with that? Yeah. What do you need to do next? What's the processes you can do? So you're asking them questions rather than going, yeah. this is what you need to do, which you can easily do as a coach, right? And that's what we want to do. Yeah. No, but what do you think? I, I absolutely 100% buy into what you're saying because if, you're absolutely right. As much, even there's very few people who can say, because we've all still got ego in the way, even if we think we haven't, unless yeah, we yeah. it to some degree, it might get yeah. less and less. If we, if we are aware of our ego and our own frailties, mm -hmm. if you say, somebody said to me the other day, um, oh, um, just be careful that you, that you didn't do this, that they said to me, it, it, they said it in this way, just be careful, you didn't do this, but some people spend too long talking. They should have just said to me, look, you, you should have spoken for 30 seconds instead of speaking for two minutes. Because, mm -hmm. um, and I had this emotion of a little bit of, who are you to tell me that? But yeah. <laughs> after 10 seconds, I thought, do you know what? Fantastic, thanks ever so much for that because you saved me. Mm -hmm. a, a lot a lot of time now probably years ago i would have said ah you just a waste of time you are what do you know yeah. about it? i'll talk as much as i want you know now that's somebody telling you what you need to do but what you've said is if you can facilitate somebody finding out themselves not only will they feel better about themselves rob they will actually buy into it because people we're all like that aren't we it's so it, it you get people to better places, I believe, by helping them to find the way, not finding the way for them. Because yeah. you just end up with a, you just end up being a necessity in the process. Mm -hmm. And the greatest leaders are the ones who lead people to, to better places, but the people who are the led don't realize they're being led and they yeah. don't need that person anymore. 
which I think is what is 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 what you're saying. So I can yeah, hundred percent. Like what you said there is, I'm my aim is to create leaders. That's it by giving them the tools to then like so they can. I, themselves yes yeah 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 100 percent. yeah i want them to be the leaders i want them to be better i want them to start showing leadership so i'm like right how can you be a leader so i'm teaching them to lead and i'm like right, right you be the light as i say all the time you be the lighthouse shine your light out and you'll attract people in yeah. like i used to be the lighthouse running around an island shining my light out trying to like save people but you don't you just stand there you do what you need to do shine your light out and then people will, will attract in and then i'm like right you for example, I help players and I'm like, right now you lead, take your dressing room. Like for example, in some of the clubs I've gone into, I find out who their leaders are. I help the leader, like the main people in the dressing room. And I'm like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to help you and teach you. And then people just start gravitating. What are you doing? What are you, and then they start, they're starting doing presentations to the whole squad. Like I had a player who started doing a presentation to the whole squad through what he learned. I've got an, Someone else who just read my emails is doing presentations to his squad just through reading my emails, which is like amazing. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what I want you to do. Be a step up and, and lead, not dragging, not by dragging people along, but by leading yourself first. You lead you, you do you, you come first and then you'll inspire others anyway. You've got to get your own house in order first, mate. Haven't you? Yeah always like I can't tell people what to do if I'm not congruent with my message if I'm not doing it myself if I'm going well you need to do this 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 and I'm not doing it I don't feel congruent with my own message so I've got I've got to do it and I'm always like if I'm giving advice out it's the advice you give is the advice you need to take so I'm like is that do I need to, am I doing that I'm giving this advice out am I doing it myself <laughs> am I congruent with that message so I'm always living in my own head is a nightmare because I'm always questioning. <laughs> I think that's uh, the one to it's it's where it's at. I think there's a fine balance between beating yourself up and, and constantly questioning yourself. But but you know self awareness, Rob, is is the starting point. I think it's uh, fantastic. What what would you say is okay? And this isn't about. I'm not after you to try and say, oh, my greatest achievement, but. I think we all have that. I, I, I can look back and think, do you know what? That was a, a, a really meaningful experience. Have you got, you don't have to name names or anything. Have you got any really, really meaningful experiences that really touched you in, 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 in the, the people that you've helped or, or is that um, a bizarre question? No, it's not a bizarre question. The, the, the way I see it is my aim, like my top five, I know my values, right? My top five values. If you do have, values exercise yeah. it's my top five values are leadership one of them is leadership yeah another one's helping people yeah another one is business the business is helping people <laughs> so it's constantly like for example we did a podcast with lee nicole a couple of weeks ago who's a girl female footballer something horrendous happened to her and she's like saying she'll say oh and this person changed my life and i'm like what like she tagged me in it and i'm like wow that's amazing that, that makes me feel good. And then Darius will do an interview. Like when I'm, like, I'm going to speak to him after this, who was on the verge of retirement. He, he then got promoted to the championship after playing. And then he'll say something. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That shows like how much value I'm giving or blooms will come out and talk. And then Luke yesterday said about when he was injured, how he said, I said something and that, that got him through. So it's like, wow. I, I, I wouldn't say it's all, I don't know. Is it, is it, it's a hard question to answer, but I'm like, every time someone says I've helped them, I'm like, obviously you do it for like, 
you do it for you to make you feel good. Helping people makes me feel good. Yeah. It's an exchange of values, right? I help people. I feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I help people. That makes me feel good. So I, I'm continuously, how can I give value? How can I help people? How can I make people, how can I make the world a better place? How can I have an impact? What's my impact in the world going to be? Yeah. But it's that, that rather than looking at one achieve, like there is achievements like last or this year I did, I did like, um, one of the best ones was, I suppose I did two marathons in two days cross country with a 50 pound backpack on. Yeah. I, I read about that. Which was pretty cool. And I raised it for his kid, like this kid who, who couldn't walk. And that money in the end got him to America to get an opera, have an operation and I'll get voice notes like from the kid. I'll get from the mum. The mum will send me voice notes like from him and it kills me. It like melts my heart. <laughs> like literally melts my heart and he'd be like, oh, on my birthday, he'd send me a little birthday message or like I'm going for an operation. Thank you, Rob. And I'm like, wow. Like, I'm even feeling like emotional thinking about it. <laughs> no, absolutely, mate. Very special, mate. I, I, I combine my goals like, right, how does that work for me? Right, if I'm doing something, right, I'm doing this for me to do two marathons in two days. So it gives me something to focus on. How can I help other people while doing it? Or how can I have an impact on someone else? I don't, I, no, like, just, it's wonderful, mate. It's, um, it's, we're all programmed, aren't we, to, you know, we're naturally programmed to look after ourselves. It's, it's, it's inbuilt genetics to survive, you know, and mm. um, as you, what you're saying there is, is, you know, you take your eyes off yourself um, and that's when, you know, you, you start to see magic happen. Um, mm. There's a button there for me. And there is a button there. You, you, I was going to say it about. <laughs> you've, got to be in the, you've got to look after yourself too. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you, you'll end up like, you know. Running. That was me beforehand. Yeah. That's why I got, that's why I got screwed. I was trying to help everyone else, but I wasn't helping myself. I wasn't putting myself first. And so the saying you have to be, sometimes it's, you have to be, is it self, selfish to be selfless? Yeah. And it's, it's, as you say, it's your perspective on what selfish is, you know? Um, yeah. In a good way. So like, for example, and there's all these metaphors and analogies, like for example, you have to fill your cup first. So if you have a cup, you put the water in your own cup and you have to fill your cup first because there's more to go out. Yeah. And you can pour to other people rather than if your cup's empty, there's nothing to give. You give. Yeah. So it's like, right, the king eats first. I'm the king. <laughs> I'm the king. I eat first. It's not selfish because if I'm screwed where I was before, I ain't helping anyone. I'm good for no one. Yeah. For my yeah. partner, I'm like, you're the queen. You're the queen. You, you eat first. Yeah. Like you, you put yourself first and you can, you can then help more people. So that is the but. The but is, it's not about... You have to, you're right. You have to get yourself in the right position first. You can't, if you just go out and help people and you're giving, 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 exactly. you're going to be screwed. <laughs> you know, the acronyms of, you know, treat your neighbor as yourself, not better than yourself as yourself or love your neighbor as yourself. So it's as yourself. So you've got to love yourself and then you can love other people, you know, like that. Mm. Or however, give, you know, so. Okay. Here's another question for you. Out of all the reading that you've done, because you've obviously a very well-read man, um, and you've studied and you've researched and you've you know done, is there anything that you've you've really very personally impacted you in terms of uh, books, literature? Um, yeah, and I talk about it all the time. And before anyone works with me, right? Anyone works with me, I'm like, you've got. To, it's not read. You have to. It's on audible. 
So you have to download it because it's different in Audible than it is on, on the paperback because it's got live examples. So it's called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Right. And it's really simplified. It's just four questions. So anything that happens, so the whole point is, and it simplifies everything that I do. What we do is we constantly argue with reality. We argue with our perception of the future. We, we, we create that and we're feeling anxious. Or we argue with our perception of the past and the meaning that we've given the past. So we're trying to change things that have happened. Or we're trying to change the perceived future. Yeah. And we're living in a world where we're constantly, our mind's tricking us. And I'm like, All right, your thoughts, here's the deal, right? Your thoughts are an illusion. They're an illusion. They're not real. It's an illusion. All right? Control's an illusion. It's an illusion. You're trying to gain control of situations you've got no control over. You're trying to gain control. You're, you're, listen, coronavirus is hit, and the way you're trying to gain control is by buying toilet paper. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's not control. That's not con- that you're not controlling the situation. You can only control the only thing you've got control over, really. You can't control your thoughts. You can't control them. You're going to have 55,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Three quarters of them are negative. So if you think about that, if you break it down, it's around 55 thoughts per minute. So you think of three quarters of them thoughts are negative. That's about 30 thoughts a minute that you have negative thoughts, right? Which you can't control because they come in. Like, they're like, oh, I can control my thoughts. I'm like, no, you listen, you try, sit in your bed and just try and have zero thoughts and count to 10 and see what number you get to. Good luck with that. <laughs> they will just pop in, right? And I get people training on doing this. They're like, I think the maximum people have reached is like 10, 10, 10 seconds before a thought pops in. And they're concentrating on their breath, but they're constantly thinking, right? So I'm like, you have to question the thought. The only control you've really got is if you believe a thought or not. Yeah. And that comes from the simplified process is loving what is. Is it true? Ask a question. Is it true? Yeah. Go on, sorry, mate. I'm interrupting you. Is that this this is from from Byron Katie's book? Yeah. Yeah, but simplified for what I've done, right? So I've got a 16 week course right and you're trying to teach this you're trying to show people why they think that way but people like we like simplicity we like we like to keep it simple we try and over we overcomplicate the crap out of everything rather than keeping it simple mm-hmm. like people when I, people want to go on a diet right for example they want to go on a, a veganism intermittent fasting with keto with this while taking this i'm like no let's keep it simple what can you stick to so keeping it simple is the best way. Like, for example, you've made a mistake, right? You've made a mistake in football. I shouldn't have made a mistake. Is it true? Simple question. Is it true? No, I shouldn't have made a mistake. What's the reality of it? Is it true? No, I shouldn't have made it. You're arguing with it. Is it you should true? have made a mistake. How do I know? Because you've done it. Yes. Is it true? I shouldn't have made a mistake. The answer is always no, because it's happened. The key is in your, listen to your language, shouldn't, if you listen to your language, should or shouldn't, is your perception of a reality that's never happened, ever. That shouldn't have happened, well it did, didn't it? <laughs> it did, didn't it? So it's, the whole point is, it's never true. Is it true? For example, he should have passed the ball across goal. Is that true? <laughs> did he? Yes or no? What we do, if we argue with it, we get stressed, rather than accepting, the whole point is called loving what is, you love what is, and it just brings you back in a moment. Yeah, I love it. Like there's a different process. Like for example, it's giving me my biggest breakthroughs. Some of my biggest breakthroughs have come from that work. So it, the saying is, have a thought, 
write it down, ask four questions, turn it around. It's that simple. If you remember that, have a thought, write it down, ask four questions, turn it around. Oh, I'm going to have a look at that, mate. I've heard that. Do you want to know the questions? Yeah, go for it. Just to give value to your listeners. Is it true? Is it true? You want to argue with it? Can you 100% know that that's true? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because we're going to argue with it. Like, he shouldn't have cheated on me. Like, here's an example. He shouldn't have cheated on me. Is that true? Well, no, he shouldn't have cheated on me. What's the reality of it? Are you 100% sure that it's true? You can only deal with reality, not your thoughts of reality. Yeah. So you're 100% sure it's true. How do you feel with, with that thought? So how does that thought make you feel? How do you feel without the thought? And the last one is, because what we, what we project out is what we perceive, right? Turn it around. He shouldn't have cheated on me. Turn it around. He should have cheated on me. Turn it around to another turnaround. I shouldn't have cheated on myself. How are you cheating on yourself? By constantly going around things in my head. Like, for example, my biggest breakthrough working with footballers, I'll tell you now before, well, I've got it in my head. I, had, I was struggling with this thought about my partner. My partner struggled with really bad anxiety. Now she's an anxiety coach and she's brilliant. She's amazing. And I'm like, you should be starting your own business. You should be starting your own business because you're not fulfilling your potential. And I was struggling with that and I was getting pissed. I was getting upset. I was like, right, do the work. Write it down. Have a thought. Write it down. Ask four questions. Turn it around. Jenny should be starting a new business because she's not fulfilling her potential. Is it true? Yes, she should be starting a new business. Is it actually true? What's the reality of it? Is she, has she? No. <laughs> yeah. Right? Has she? What, how do you feel when you think that for? Upset, stressed, angry. I get frustrated at her. Like I'm short with her. How do you feel about the thought? Well, I feel a lot better now. I feel a bit calmer. Turn it around. So there's two turnarounds, right? And then one of them slapped me like a wet fish around the face, which made me work with footballers. So the first, the first turnaround was, Jenny shouldn't be starting her new business because she is fulfilling her potential. True, right? Turn it around to myself. I should be starting my new business because I'm not fulfilling my potential. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Got you, yeah. Damn. Well, all the things that I was struggling with, like I was getting perceived and I was getting angry at, was actually not about it her. It was about me because I wasn't doing it. Yeah. So I was putting it off because I was like, no, 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 don't, no, no. I've got my own, I've got my other business. I've got this business. Like all the, and Jen's like, all these footballers are coming to you. It was me. It was me who needs to do it. Just on that, Rob, did you go through, I'll, if the words are wrong, just correct me, self-worth issues or I can't, I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not sure I'm qualified. Um, little old me in terms of stuff. Was that part of the process of starting your own business with footballers or not? Mm, kind of. So you're talking about like a little bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Kind of talking about that, right? So for example, like, but I know, but I already know this. So I'm like, okay, what is imposter syndrome? It's just, it's just a created state, right? If you yeah. think about imposter syndrome, it's yeah. not real. It's yeah. no, there's no actual syndrome. <laughs> if you think about it, we've created this like terminology. And again, it's just a perception. Yeah. What does it actually mean? It just means if you feel uncomfortable. I'll call, I'll call with that. I'm, I'm, co- like I'm trying to constantly look for being uncomfortable, right? And then because I've done, because I've perceived failed so much in the past, if I didn't do this stuff beforehand, I would have gone through that. If I didn't know what, I, if I didn't fail so many times beforehand, if I didn't cock up so many times, I would have been, who am I to help professional footballers? Yeah. Who am I, right? I'm not, a, and then you go through, well, I wasn't a professional footballer. 
I wasn't a pro, so who am I to help professional footballers? But the truth is, I've got all these results from professional footballers. They're all calling me up. <laughs> They're all ringing me. They want my help. So I'm obviously giving their value and I'm doing them stuff. So I'm like, it's just, it's just all it is, is I feel a little bit, un- I feel a little comfortable doing it. Okay, if I feel uncomfortable, that normally means that I should be doing it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the right. Feel, You're on the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like what we do most, most of the time is we feel uncomfortable. We get that, we call it imposter syndrome. Yeah. We're like, oh, I don't. I'm like, no, you just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. That kind of means you need to do something. What is anxiety? Anxiety is a call to action. It means yeah. you need to be yeah. doing something. You need to take action on it. And I, I'm like, right, I'm going to do, as I said, two marathons in two days. That makes me uncomfortable. Wow. Last year, I did a boxing match and I had the thoughts. It was like, you're always resisting it and it's like you're going to get knocked out in front of your whole you're going to not get knocked out in front of your fiance and family everyone's going to film it so it's like you don't want to do it like just do it (laughs) and it comes from another another book or another book another someone else's process which is mel robbins five second rule you go five four three two one go otherwise you'll talk yourself out of it your brain will talk yourself out of it why because it wants to keep you safe yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. perceived dangers and you've got to go mm, is it true is it true these perceived dangers is it true no will it help me grow yes will i be better off for it yes if you fail if you don't do it you failed anyway yeah absolutely mate love it it's like asking a girl out on a date if you don't ask her out on a date you failed anyway you've been rejected rather than getting reject going out there and asking her on a date like you're not giving yourself the chance to get rejected you're just rejecting yourself which is a lot worse yeah love it absolutely mate absolutely and um we are as we, as all this is about our being our own worst enemies ourselves so it's it's fantastic stuff so okay Wow. Value, value, value. You, you're, you are a value giver. Um, this is brilliant. And it's great for me as well. Um, lucky boy. I'm a lucky boy. Um, so what's you, where are you going now? I don't mean like necessarily today. Where are you going now with your business? So again, it's about the processes. So I'm putting the processes in place. I've got my outcomes. So I have, I have a 12, three year goal, 12 year goal. 12, 12 month goal, which is broken down into four quarters. So I have a 12 week goal, which is kept simple, which is hit, hit the consistency, tick off on a daily basis. Keep it simple. I have a tick sheet. I've got to get it done. So the goal now, I'm going to tell you now I've written a book. So I've written a book, which is getting edited. My partner's editing that. She's a great, she's a great editor, great writer. Unfortunately, homeschooling's come in so it's not going as quick the editing's like writing the book was easy editing's a right pain <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i've written a book my aim is to get the book out i've got players who have written in there as well so i've done a chapter keep it simple then gilberto silver says something in there and then i've got another chapter about it's just a test everything you go through is a test and then jordan hugill's written in there so it's taking bits away and then getting different references so it's not just me getting my point of view you're getting other people's point of view so getting the book out me and luco nine are starting um so luco nine plays for sunderland he's amazing like he is he he is brilliant so he's 25 years old yeah and i mentor him and my aim is to make him better than me yeah all right because he's already got a head start so my aim is to mentor him make him better than me and we're going to start a business together helping academy kids so helping kids in football 
um, I've got a webinar on Sunday. So this Sunday I've got a webinar for women's football because I've had loads of, since an episode went out with Lee, I've had loads of women footballers reach out to me. So it's to yeah. get the book out, get that into many people's hands as possible. Start the helping Academy kids. And then for me, it's getting as many people and give them like get them on the mindset reset value. Cause I know it's going to change their lives. The mindset reset is going to change people's lives. Like, for example, if you think this, like, if you like the podcast, this kind of stuff within like what an hour, like if I can give you 10 hours, right. Well, you've got work to do on yourself as well. It's not just about listening. It's live coaching. Like some people, like I, I've, I've got like three different coaches and stuff like that. So it's about, I have my coaches that like do sometimes just do, just do a videos and put them out there. I know that's like, I, I want to give as much value as I can. It's got to go live because you get more from it. So I could easily do that, but the mindset resets a month and then the elite inner games 12 weeks. So it's 16 weeks overall. Yeah. Keeping accountable. And the whole aim is to teach you as much as I possibly can give you all my knowledge. So you can go away and become a better version of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so that's the goal is just to make an impact just to create, create an impact, create leaders, help people, get get give people knowledge and hopefully if they can take one thing away or if i can have an impact on one person a day i'm good with that well and where can people access this information rob so you can go to i haven't got a website i don't do websites so for example if you want to go to my instagram so it's at the footballers mindset if you search the, the footballers mindset on podcasts go to that the books can be called your head in the game, which is going to be out. If you go to my link in my bio, you'll see everything that I offer. So normally I give away, I do free webinars. And then after the webinar, you have the chance to come work with me. If you do great. If you don't great, <laughs> I'm pretty much easy. Yeah, yeah. Some, some people aren't ready and you yeah. gotta accept that you want to take everyone along with you. Cause you know how much, how valuable it is. They're like, so some people will go mindset resets, 297 pound. They're like, that's too expensive. I'm like, it's the cheapest thing you'll ever do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll give you the most value and your, it's a, it's a proven fact. The more emotional intelligence you have, the more money you earn. Yeah. You said that. On the a, night, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the clubhouse thing. I said, that was just, I did the clubhouse and I thought, you know, I'm going to do a free training rather than just have people speak. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I found a lot of them. They get like, people get mixed, like so many people speaking, people get mixed up and stuff. I was like, Oh, I've got an hour. I'll just give some value out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, see if I can help someone. Yeah, no, it's good. So yeah, that's basically where you find me or Google. If you Google me, you'll see um, that article I did of Sky Sports come up. Yeah. But this, if you get, if people go away and listen to the podcast, you'll get a lot from it. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, blimey, you've you got, what, 50-odd episodes, yeah. episodes now? Wow, you know, there's the, the value in there, it's all free, mate. Even if, you know, that that's a pre, you know, blimey, it's all there, like you say, value. And um you know, the footballer's mindset, you're heading the game coming out hopefully later this year, mate. Yeah. Hopefully earlier this year. <laughs> I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get it done as good as can. We've got three more chapters left to edit. So it's the editing and then it needs to get re-edited. So I just, I just want to get it in people's hands. Cause it is, as I said, it's just literally like I believe in, and this is like, give, give people want to withhold their information and their knowledge thinking that, no one's going to come to them or work with you, but you're like, listen, all the knowledge is out there in Google. Doesn't mean anyone's going to apply it. You apply it when you're accountable. 
yeah. you apply it when you're there's people that the point is people who pay pay attention right if you get yeah. like i've given away my things for free yeah, yeah. Like, i've done it as an experiment so i used to have this thing called um the 30 day body blitz right and it used to right. be it used to be 200 pound yeah and it'd be a month and people would lose like stones stones but they, they had to put their results in they were kept accountable they had a support system they had mentoring and i went do you know what as an experiment i'm going to give it away for free so all you got to do is enter it in you'll get it for free i had three thousand people download it one person did it wow i can believe it as well yeah i get it so if you're not accountable it doesn't matter how much knowledge you give away you can give away everything most of my best knowledge is on my podcast yeah, yeah. doesn't mean you're going to apply it yeah. or you're going to take it in because you, you need four things to win. You need to be accountable. You need a strategy. You need a mentor. Okay. And you need, what's the other one you need? So you need strategy, mentoring, you need accountability and you need a strategy. You need them four things in place to be successful. Most people don't put them four things in place. So I know, listen, you can take as much information as you want. You ain't going to do nothing with it anyway. <laughs> don't really make any difference. No. <laughs> So you've got people that you, you've got people who coach you, Rob, that you, yeah, I've got three coach. coaches, you've got three. And if you don't mind me asking you on that, not necessarily for the, for the, you know, you tell me what you want, but have you got three specific parts of your life? that? that yeah. So I've, um, so I, again, I, if I tell people they need a coach and I haven't got one, yeah. Right. That's not congruent. What I say, I'm like, everyone needs a coach. Yeah. Have you got a coach? No. <laughs> so I've got like different, depends what I'm going for, what I'm doing. Right. So for example, I've got, um, a mind, a mindset and a business coach. Yeah. All right. I've got, like, I'm mentored by someone who's one of my old mentors who does business with me and mindset coaching. Yeah. And then at the moment I've got like, well, before lockdown, I had a tennis coach, All right? Because I was learning to play tennis. I'm like, I'm rubbish. I'm not as good as I want to be. I need to hire a coach. I can improve quick. I can, how do I shortcut yeah. the process? Yeah. It's by hiring a coach. I could, I could go away and, and practice on my own and do years and years and years, or I can get a coach to help me with the techniques. I've had a golf coach. Like, like I have a coach and I like that I'm willing now to reach out for help. I, I struggled with something the other day and I've got an accountability group that I have to check in with every morning, every night and tell them what we're doing and what we did for the day. Right. So I've got, I'm being held accountable on so many levels. Then I've got to put my scores into another group each week. What did I do? All right. And then what did you learn from that and stuff? And then I've got another one who brings me up and goes, did you do this this week? And I'm like, cause I need it. Otherwise I ain't going to do it. <laughs> cause we want to take the easy route. Yeah. So you've got to put as many strategies as you can in place to win. Yeah. Otherwise you will lose. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, and you'll beat yourself up and you'll go, oh, oh, I'm not good. I'm not this. I'm like, no, no, you just didn't. Listen, you didn't have any support. You did it on your own in case you failed. Because you was like, you didn't tell anyone. What we do is like, if we have a goal, we don't tell anyone about it. We keep it quiet because if we fail, people go, I'm like, no, I'm writing a book. I'm massively accountable now because I look like an absolute douche if I don't put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do two marathons in two days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, and I'm going to tell the parents that I'm running for this kid. Cause if I don't do it, I look like an absolute douche. So you have to like, you have to put your, yeah. put your goals out there, yeah. have something on it, put like, put something on it. Yeah. Then you need to be accountable to people like your, your support group. 
right? Who's your support group? Who are you accountable to? What are they like? Are they bringing you up or are they dragging you down? Do they, they, do they literally thrust you forward or do they drag you back? Are they the people you, you need? Because they're saying you're the average of the five closest five people, people you spend your time with, right? Yeah. And then it's, have you got a coach? So if you've got a problem with it and you're struggling, can you go to someone? Yeah. Can, you, can you ask someone for help? Yeah. And have you got a strategy towards that? So you've got to put all them in place. What, what, what most people do is take fat loss because it's an easy one. They wake up on a Monday and they go, I'm going to start today. No strategy. They haven't told anyone. They're not accountable to anyone. They've got no support. Yeah. They've got no, no coach. Yeah. You set yourself up to lose yeah. and then you're going to beat yourself up. Yeah. And it's like, and then they're like, oh, I failed again. Like, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, you've got no support system yeah yeah you've got nothing to hold to help you yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not accountable you've got no goal you're not a strategy there's no support yeah. you haven't got anyone helping you yeah. but you did it because you thought you were going to fail so you didn't put yourself out there so you stayed safe yeah like put yourself if you've got a goal put it out there publicly yeah. and then you've got something on it yeah right most people don't do they want to again as you said most people want the shortcuts they want to take the easy one the easy route rather than the hard route. If you do what is easy, life will be hard. If you do what's hard, life will be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Swallow the frog as uh, people say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. I've come up with so many cliches and sayings. <laughs> How many can I get into a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Listen, mate, you have given like more value in that. I think you've you you've packed into this this short podcast. Um well enough to for people to go away with and, and, and put in place whatever it is they want and um you know and uh i'm hoping that anybody who's listening to this whether you are a coach yourself or, or whether you're a you're a player a young player that um you know you, you can go and find out what rob does and um if you, you know you don't want to jump in and, and get on his course or courses then uh you know just go and dive into to his podcast because um the value is all out there listen mate um You've been absolutely fantastic. I, yes, I mate, appreciate it. Appreciate I your time. I feel like I've um, got a free coaching session. My old mate, Noel Blake, talks, always talked to his players about reminders, reminders, reminders. And mm. you've reminded me of so many things and yeah. pointing me to so put painted things in a different way and, and, and really simplified things. And um, listen, you're a young guy as well, mate, which, you know. I'll take that. Happy, happy young guy with, a, with, with you know with so much to give and um it's been an absolute pleasure to have you pal um no worries mate i've enjoyed it it's been really good fun and uh, i've really enjoyed it always uh, great fun you know, hopefully watch watch what you do and um hopefully catch up with you again but um you know uh, watch you you help many many people and uh, yes mate appreciate it really. so rob i'm gonna let, i'm gonna let you go mate and get on with your day but um i can't thank you enough mate and um, I'll no worries my pleasure all right. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.